Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. It's Friday, everybody, and welcome back to um, day number five of our Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, once again, Tom Joustry here with Carl Thorwall, and um, yeah, here we are ready. Episode yeah. number five, kind of wrapping up the week. Um, we are pretty soon um, going to be looking at um, the section in Matthew 5 called Salt and Light. But before we do that, we have to get our little um, thing out of the way here. Carl, based on uh, the god Thor. You are four for eight, so it's impossible to get um, seven out of ten, but let's see if we can maybe get six out of ten, hopefully. All right. 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 Which day of the week is attributed to Thor? Mm. Think about it. Go Go through the seven days. There is one day of the week that was kind of named after Thor. I would say it's Thursday. Yes, it is Thursday. It is. That's true. If you go back in time, yep. that's, you know, and I think Wednesday is named after the god Woden. I think it was Woden's day. <laughs> I, I, that's, what I was, that's what I learned many years ago. And Thursday was dedicated to the god Thor. My namesake so got their own day of the week. There we go. There we go. <laughs> wow. So look at that. Look at that. You are, at, you are five for nine. <laughs> Can you get to be six for nine? Oh, and this is probably just trivia too. I don't know if you'll know this. So where was Thor born? In a cave, in a castle, in the clouds. I'm gonna say clouds. He was born in a cave. Ugh. I know. Again, trivia. I guess you have to read Norse mythology to know some of these questions. So well done, <laughs> good and faithful Thorwall. Okay. So well done. You ended up five, you half. Half. You started off really strong, right? You got four out of four, right? The first two days there, and then you got this last one here for My. Thor's day. In a, in a way, I'm proud my biblical theology is better than my Norse theology. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I'm proud of you, too, for that. <laughs> All right, so we are going to um, dive into Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. In my Bible, the little heading is called Salt and Light. And again, these are very familiar verses that a lot of you, um, if, if you've been around um, the Bible many times, you are familiar with these verses. But I'll, re- I'll read these verses. And then we'll have a a little chat about um, what Jesus is trying to encourage his disciples back then and what he's trying to encourage us today to do or to be. So Jesus says in Matthew 5, 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right, so we got the salt, right? Jesus is saying, you are the salt. And he's also talking about light. So you are the light. So what do you got for that, Carl? Salt, light. Salt and light. Well... Salt is a mineral, mm-hmm. and it is needed in order to live. Correct. So um, when I look at the salt of the earth to say that you need to have salt 
as a mineral and kind of continue to propagate and continue to live, um, it's good to be salty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not the ornery, grumpy, you know. That kind of salty. salty. Sailor right, salty. Right. That's not that's not the salt we're talking about. Right. I, I think, you know, just um, the mineral salt, which is a positive, you know, I think of um, before, and I have never done it because I, I didn't live a hunting life before, but I used to hear these things called salt licks where you go yes. buy this block of salt and you'd see it in the store in the fall and people buy these things and apparently the deer would like them. Right. It attracts deer, right? Yeah. And so they would go lick them because it had the minerals in it that the deer mm. needed for life and they mm. needed that. And so I think the verse here is saying, be that salt, you know, be what others need to live mm. and carry that salt out and, you know, spread the salt around and the minerals so that other things can be healthy and thrive. And so when I kind of think about being the salt of the earth, that's, that's the picture that comes to mind because mm. I, I, you know, salt water is kind of, you know, not super tasty. Correct. So. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Too much salt. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I don't think that's the message here. So are you, are you, I'm thinking of the word like being attractive Mm-hmm. Is that kind of fitting with what you're kind of saying there? Like needed, needed, oh, okay. needed, necessary. You know, the deer needs salt. Right. The, the animals, the you know, they need the minerals, and so there's mm. a necessity there that that occurs with them. Right. But I think, um, you know, someone has to fulfill that need and that necessity. And I think Jesus telling his believers and his followers to be that salt fulfill that need that need in other people's mm-hmm. lives that hole that they yep. have right that that seeking of happiness that yep. seeking of whatever so like the body needs the mineral the soul needs mm. the salt of the lord mm. and and we'll call it soul salt right yeah <laughs> it needs like that. that the old ss <laughs> soul salt there you Love go it. i like that again um i don't I think of the, of, of the ways I use salt, okay? Um, I think the number one way I use salt is as a flavoring, mm-hmm. right? Stick it on my eggs, stick it on my fries, stick it on food that's kind of bland. And so I think there's some spiritual, I think there's some spiritual meaning to there, to that type of view of the mm-hmm. word salt as well. It's like, kind of like what you were saying. It's like, we, we're the ones that need to bring flavor into the world. We're the ones that need to bring like some, some zest into the world to bring some joy into this world because the world is not a zesty, joyful place. You know, it's, it's hard. It's broken. You know, Mm -hmm. people are searching and they just don't know who they're really searching for, right? They're just searching for happiness in other places. But but we're the people that can bring that flavoring. We can bring that zest. We can bring that flavor right into their lives. Which I think is what, you know, they're talking about when it says, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled Mm -hmm. by men. So if we Christians lose our saltiness, right? Uh, we're, we're we're useless. Then we get trampled, in the world trampled by we, men. We, we get we get sucked into what they what they're struggling with. If we lose our saltiness, hmm. trampled by the ways of the world. There we go. There we go. And I think I think years ago, maybe they still do. Don't didn't they use salt as kind of like a preservative mm-hmm. to make meat last longer? They would yep. kind of pack it in salt. And I think there's some spiritual lessons mm-hmm. there as well. 
you know, that, that we have to be, because I mean, the, and if you don't, is it true that if you don't salt the meat, it's going to rot like really quickly? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look around the world, the way the world lives, I mean, it's rotting quickly. My, <laughs> you know, my, my brain goes back to, I, I believe in the Old Testament when the Israelites left Egypt. Did they not salt the fields? Oh, I don't remember that. There was somewhere somewhere in the Old Testament, and it's I, I'm just thinking of it now. I should have thought of it before and known, mm-hmm. known the reference. But somewhere, they they salted the fields. And, and for a good or for bad? No, it kills the crops. Well, I was going to say, yes. I did that to the weeds in my yard once. Oh, okay. It wasn't good for the grass. So if we're supposed to be salt of the earth, what are we supposed to be killing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, uh, that's where I'm trying to balance that. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe this... killing isn't the right word. We're we're trying to rid the world. Salt's interesting because it it can do both great harm and great good. That's true. And so when you think about what it does to a crop, you know, or a weed. Say you don't want a weed, the salt can get rid of the weed. Mm-hmm. So maybe it can be used to eradicate something that's not wanted as well as make what is wanted better. Mm. Oh, there's some things to think about. <laughs> so there's good and okay, so salt can be used for good. It can be used for a negative reason too. Huh. I think you have to pursue the righteousness in order to know which way to use the salt. There though. we go. Getting back to our Beatitudes. Yep. How about light? Got a couple of verses here about light. Yeah, light. Um, well, we definitely live in a dark world, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there's there's some meaning here for being the light. What would you What were you going to say? Uh, you know, I think I I go back to Sunday school as a kid and just think of this little light of mine. Oh, sure, right. <laughs> that we'll stick just, up our finger. Yep, yep. <laughs> that one just comes right on back. It's been a moment since I've sung that, but <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Right? Dwight Dwight hasn't had that on the on the song list rotation recently, so you know we haven't <laughs> haven't had that one in service, uh-huh. but. <laughs> Okay, why? Just because you said it now, he might. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think about how powerful of, a, of an image it must have been for them to be on the side of the mountain and, and for him to be preaching first sermon again on the side of the mountain. They climbed up there. They sat down. They're taking a view. And then knowing that he says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And, and to have that powerful image when you're sitting on the side of the mountain and mm-hmm. say a city on a hill as he, as he turns around and, and points to the hill behind him or, or below him as, as they kind of look out and down, knowing that, you know, anyone that's down can look up and see them. Mm-hmm. And anyone and, and where they are, they can look out and see everything. Mm-hmm. And so the, the image in my mind is that, you know, he's portraying to them that the light at night or the light can be seen from a, from the side of a hill. And so his message here is to be that light, to, to light up an entire space and to be the person that's bringing people and showing the way and, and is that lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, again, lighthouses are a great example of that, you know, shining tall up there, shining out so that a ship can see Harbor and know where they're supposed to go. Um, you know, I, I think these are powerful images as to how we're supposed to live our life. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I think about I think about times like when we went camping with the kids years ago, 
right? And that lovely flashlight that you would get out at night to make your way from the trailer to the to the bathroom, mm-hmm. the restroom house, you know? I mean, that was needed, right? If I didn't bring my flashlight, it's like, oh my goodness, it's like pitch black here. I, what am I going to trip on? And, you know, but that light is needed. It kind of shows us the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's connotations there for what Jesus is saying here. We need to sh- we need to be the people that show a better way, right? We need to be people show the, a better way of life. And we're the ones who need to be, to be like Jesus and to and to do the things that he did. We we kind of talk about that at VP, right? Being a disciple, and that's our lights, you know, being like like Jesus and doing like Jesus. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things that I always liked about light, um, and I, I, you know, you know it. Everybody knows it. But I learned about it in engineering school from a mathematical standpoint when you start to study physics and light and all that and you realize how fast light is and it's instant. And so I think when I when I read this and you look at, you know, you are the light of the world, you know, instantly people see you, Hmm. you know, how fast that happens. It doesn't take a, a while. It doesn't take, you know, months of getting to know someone. I kind of look at it like, you know. Instantly, when someone looks at you, they know you're the light of the world. Mm. And so I, I, I think of, you know, when we talk about distance of stars, it's light years away. The distance that that is is just phenomenal yeah, because right. of how fast light travels. Mm. And you walk into a room and the light's on. Mm. You know, I, it's, it's not five minutes later. You know, it's not let, let the light warm up and let it get here. You know, <laughs> unless you got fluorescent lights that were like old school. But, you know, <laughs> right. that's not the function of the light. That's right the electronics behind right. it but you know it's it's kind of interesting to me how fast that mm. light travels and to think of that in this context here and bring kind of a science piece to it of right. of light speed you know right interesting to say that because my wife Lori had a story um just last week she was in Meyer, and she was kind of coming around the corner where the card the greeting card section is and she kind of almost bumped her little shopping cart into another lady's shopping cart and this lady was very nervous. Lori was saying it was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And, and anyway, she ended up having like a three minute conversation with her um, about and what go, going on about about the world and what's going on in the world. Like just like three minutes, okay. But then at the very end, the lady said something to Lori. Well, I just noticed that your face was different, and that that I that I could talk with you, and that that just made me think of what you just mm-hmm. said. That's right? the light. That's the light. There was something mm-hmm. that she saw in Lori that was different. Um, oh, see, I never, I never put that together. But thank you for bringing that physics <laughs> piece into here. I, I love it. I love it. So we're we're kind of at the end of our podcast week, Carl. Um, so what, what's like a challenge, you know, from the Beatitudes or from this salt and light section that we can maybe leave with our listeners today as they go into the weekend? Be the light. Be the light. Use your salt wisely. There we go. Keep being hungry. Keep being thirsty for Pers- righteousness. Pursue the righteousness. Right. Be, be the right. citizen of God's kingdom that he wants you to be. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, listeners. Um, have a great weekend, and um, maybe we'll see you in church on Sunday. Um, if not, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Um, may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and your families, and um, may he bring you peace. See ya.
Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.